Welcome to the ongoing story of the Bible, Season 7, Prophets Warn. The time is now around 726 BC. Israel's ten northern tribes have fallen to an Assyrian invasion and are transported. Only the poorest remain in the land, and Assyria repopulates Israel with its people, who become known as Samaritans. In the north and south, many people worship other gods, which includes child sacrifice, while those in power treat the poor and marginalized unjustly. Now the tribe of Judah stands alone in the land, vassal to the Assyrian Empire. Episode 1. A new king aims to restore Judah. On the death of his father Ahaz, Hezekiah, meaning Jehovah strengthens, is anointed king of Judah. He sees Israel's defeat to Assyria and dedicates his life to reversing his father's policies. Now he destroys pagan worship and in just 16 days cleans up the temple, restoring music, instruments and singing. He renews the teaching of Moses' law, temple services in Jerusalem and three annual pilgrimages. The Passover feast is reinstituted and messengers are sent throughout Israel and Judah. Few respond, but Hezekiah's Passover mirrors the grandeur of King Solomon's temple inauguration. With Judah's spiritual life re-established, the new king rebuilds his military power. Troops recover land lost by his predecessors and defeat the Philistine stronghold at Gaza. With these victories, other neighbors voluntarily submit. Now the prophet Isaiah says that no nation will be able to harm the land as long as the people go with God. Hezekiah plans to defy Assyria and decides to join forces with the nations of Cush, Babylon and Egypt. For three years, Isaiah walks in Egypt and Ethiopia, dressed first in sackcloth as a sign of mourning. Then he removes his outer clothes and walks as a prisoner of war, prophesying the fate of the nations. He says Assyria will take the people of Judah away captive. Meanwhile, Assyria's king Sennacherib hears about the new four-nation alliance. He sends a large army to punish each nation, and when Judah is attacked, none of its three allies respond. King Hezekiah begs King Sennacherib for a peace treaty. He sends gold and silver from Judah's troops, the temple, and even his own wealth. Then Hezekiah fortifies Judah and stocks Jerusalem with supplies. He destroys food and water supplies outside the city to deprive any raiding armies. Now Sennacherib demands Judah's surrender and sends their army captain, Rabbishekha, with a huge army. He boasts of Assyria's power and how they have conquered nations and other nations' gods. So, King Hezekiah sends for the prophet Isaiah, who says that King Sennacherib will fall by the sword in Assyria. Now the Syrians send another letter threatening Judah, but Isaiah says God will defend himself. So at night, God sends an angel into the Assyrian camp, and 185,000 troops die. Sennacherib returns to Nineveh, where he worships in the temple of Nishrok, a god of agriculture. Here, two of his sons murder him, while a third son, Esarhaddon, claims the throne. Now, King Hezekiah becomes sick, and Isaiah tells him to prepare to die. But the king pleads to God, 
he is miraculously healed and Isaiah tells him that he will live for a further 15 years. With King Sennacherib's murder in Assyria, the power balance in the region changes. So Judah's old ally, Merodach Baladan of Babylon, hears of King Hezekiah's miraculous news. He sends officials to pay their respects, and King Hezekiah shows the visiting dignitaries all of Judah's treasures. But Isaiah says that the treasures he has shown will be taken to Babylon along with his heirs. But Hezekiah is only concerned about peace in his lifetime. Now, after a 29-year reign, King Hezekiah dies. On his death, his 12-year-old son, Manasseh, meaning causing to forget, becomes king. The time is now around 700 BC. King Manasseh rebuilds the places and icons of pagan worship which his father had torn down. Manasseh hates Isaiah, who warns that God will allow Judah to lose its land and their inheritance. Manasseh kills anyone who disagrees with him, and it is rumored that he even murders Isaiah. Judah's king now takes counsel from fortune tellers. Pagan worship escalates, and he even sacrifices his sons to the god Molech by burning them to death. Judah's people have now become even more wicked than Canaan's original inhabitants. You can read the stories in the History of the Kings through the books of 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, and then the relevant prophets that spoke to those particular kings. The Bible Library brings together one interconnected story. You can find connections and references across the books. Nothing in the Bible books is without purpose. You can view the big picture, the meta-narrative, the overall, or the unique scene, the micro-story. Once you start to see the story scenes in the Bible and characters in context of the greater whole, the overall picture has more depth and meaning. It's a bit like using Google Earth. You can zoom in or you can zoom out. Listen in for the next instalment of the ongoing Bible story. These podcasts, called Full Circle, are based on the author's best knowledge at the time of production. They have been created from the Bible texts, commentaries and historical studies. The Bible is God's living word and its story and learning is unfolding and ongoing. Thanks to Bible translators, some of whom gave their lives to give us its words, you can delve into its pages and start your own journey of discovery today.